Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic is why balanced funds aren't appropriate for retirees. Michael, what do you mean? Thanks, Dallas. So, um, yeah, balanced funds, very, very popular, of course. Uh, well, well uh, I always wonder, are they popular or is it just that they're the default option? They're the default they're option. The default That's option. why they're popular. So, yeah. so um, you're going to talk fairly broadly today. So, so, depending on what balanced fund you're in, the different mix of assets in different percentages. But but by and large, I mean, we think of a balanced fund as holding roughly 70% of the fund's investable assets, mm-hmm. i.e. your money, mm-hmm. uh, in growth assets such as as um, great quality companies of Australia and the world, uh, plus some other things like infrastructure and so Probably, forth that we yeah. won't go too yeah. much in but yeah. but think of think of it as two pools that's the first pool yeah um and the second pool it are things like cash and fixed interest yeah the stable proportion they'll they'll and they'll refer to the 70 percent as the growth portion usually and they'll refer to the 30 percent as the defensive portion yeah so um think of it in two two separate pots of money within the same fund now um, we think the logic with a balanced fund is flawed both for people that are actually accumulating, <laughs> yep. but, but, but more so actually in retirement. And the, yeah. and, and, and the reason is this. Um, the premise of the balanced fund says, says, I'll give you blended returns. Yep. 70% of your money will be growing for you. Yep. Um, let's say at a assumed 8% rate of return, but at, at, at times some of that money is going to go backwards money is going to go backwards for you. Um, yeah. Over here, we've got 30% of your money not really working hard for you. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 not going to go backwards yeah. when there's volatility, but yeah. it's not going to go forwards mm. too much either. Yeah. It's, it's you know, returning your, which term deposit rates now are under 1%. Yeah. You know, bond rates are somewhere around the 1%, 1.5%. Yeah. Um over that period of time, so so I, I guess currently, um, so so what 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 the problem the problem with that is so when people are retired, um, one of the biggest fears is that is that is that they have to sell some of their companies when they're down. Yep. And um, the fear is that yeah we understand concept- conceptually and, and, and that, the, that that is also our. Our, our fear. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's a, not it's a misguided a, fear. It is a. It is it's a not a misguided fear. It's. It's something we have to definitely manage. Painful. Yeah. Exactly. So. So. And we do manage it. Thanks for the segue into that, Dallas. Yeah. I'll, I'll. I'll get to that in a little bit. But, <laughs> but the problem. The problem with a standard balance fund yeah. is that. Is yeah. You know, if if I have a. Uh, yeah. If I have a million dollars in a in a balance fund. Yeah. Let's say I have two billion dollars in a balance fund to make it more realistic. Yep. Yeah. Um. What what I'm what I'm essentially holding seventy percent of my money mm. is is in. is growing for me, but but at times 
it's dropping. Backwards. Yeah, so and 1.4 million of your $2 million. So we've got $1.4 million there. Yeah. Um, and I've got and I've got six hundred thousand yep. in things that aren't going to grow for me very fast, but they're not going to go backwards in a in a in a time of volatility either. So we get that that volatility, that said volatility. Yep. What's happened is my um, my growth assets, seventy percent of my fund, have actually fallen by fifty percent. Yep. So they've fallen temporarily from one point four million down Seven to seven hundred thousand. Yep. My my defensive assets haven't fallen. Yep. They've stayed the same. Yep. I take a hundred thousand dollars income for that year. Mm. Now the problem with the balance fund is that it's it's gonna take my income proportionally from, yep. from those things. The seventy thirty split. So it, it, it's going to defeat the purpose. It's still going to sell for so it's going to sell seventy thousand dollars worth of my companies. companies. Yeah, and at the time when they're fifty percent down. At the time when they're fifty percent down, which is everyone's big fear, and it's yep. and it's our, um, it's not a fear of ours. It's it's a it's a it's something we have to manage. Yeah, yeah. The problem with that is is it's the it's the it's the retirees' fear. Yeah. And they're not aware of this, most people. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, that they think I've got smooth returns. They don't realize the very thing that they fear yeah. is that when I take my hundred thousand dollars worth of income mm. for my living expenses, yeah. um, what's going to happen? They're actually going to sell seventy thousand dollars worth of my companies, which yeah. are currently down yeah. by fifty yeah. percent. And they're only going to take thirty percent of my income yeah. from, from from the from, from the cash, the, from the the cash stable, and fixed yeah. interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which. Which, if you think about it, it's 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 inherently flawed yeah. because because um, a it's selling mm. some companies while they're down, yeah. Um, but b it's still taking the majority of my money yeah. from that from that proportional yeah. drawdown from from the growth assets, yes. which are, yeah, which are currently right. down by fifty yeah. percent. Yeah, and and it's the mandate of the fund yeah. effectively. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's to say, okay, well, well, um, we're purposely not going to hold. Yep. Any more than thirty percent of yep. defensive assets, yep. because they don't return very much, yep. and um, yeah, we, we we want to appease the retirees who are members of this fund because we we want we yep. want them to yep. stick around. We want them to think that it's got the illusion yep. of more smoother returns. Yep. Well, 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 it defeats the purpose. Yep. So, yep. Um, yeah. So during that said year, yeah. when we when we have to, which is about one in every five or six years, yeah. um, where we have a negative period of time, it's still taking my, it is still taking seventy uh, percent of my income mm. from the very proportion that I didn't want it to taken take from. from. Yeah, and so I think the the comparison here is, and and we've purposely, I think, for the purpose of this podcast, we, we've touched many times in the past on why a balanced fund is probably not. The investment strategy is probably flawed for most people leading up to any retirement. So, so there's, there's, a, there's a separate issue here, which is that may be too much cash for you to hold. You mm. may not be able to afford to have thirty percent of your retirement savings yes. in cash. So that's so that's one issue, which is that your investment strategy or your asset allocation may well be wrong for you based you. on your goals and objectives. Which is yep. you know, we've touched on the, the, the problem with it at Balance Fund is that it treats everyone the same, whether they've got five hundred thousand or five million in retirement yep. savings. So. So that's that's an issue, but but we've touched on that one in the past. What you're talking about here is the logistical issue of if 
if I compare that to say in a, in a, in a say the other retiree who's got exactly the same investment strategy, so so sidestepping the issue completely of whether they should or can afford to have six hundred thousand dollars in cash. Mm. If we've got another retiree that's got 1.4 million dollars in growth assets and six hundred thousand dollars in cash and fixed interest, and then there's a 30, 40 percent. 30 40 50 percent drop in in company prices temporarily which again as you said we we knew that was going to happen we we, we planned for that the point of the cash or the way that we see that the main advantage or, or pretty much the only advantage of holding cash mm-hmm. is that when those growth assets drop temporarily we can turn the tap off from from any money coming out of the growth assets. when yep. we're not forced to sell any of our, any of our companies or any of our growth assets we turn the tap on more for it to come out of our cash. So we're taking $100,000 out in, in this example. Rather than taking some out of the growth and some out of the defensive, we take nothing out of the growth assets and we take all of it out of the defensive. And so we're taking $100,000 a year. We just take our $100,000 a year out of the cash and fixed interest portion until prices have had a chance to recover. And so that's, that's to me, the whole, the, whole, the whole point of why you don't own any cash, particularly in retirement, is that, we know these drops are going to happen. We 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 know that they, there is going to be, you know, a few probably throughout your thirty year retirement. We're, we're not saying, you know, that then it's not going to happen. We're saying when that happens, you need the ability to turn the tap off and not have to sell down any of your companies while while that price is 30, 40, 50 percent down. You just want to take care of the cash. And if you're in, if you're in a balanced fund, you don't have that option. You, logistically, you don't have the choice of. No, no, I won't sell any of my companies. I'll just take it to the cash portion. It's all one. It's all treated as one big bucket of money. So, yep. that's to me breaks into the two separate issues. Which is one issue is how much cash should you hold, and secondly, if I'm holding the cash, it's because I want to draw out of that only when when prices are down. And if I don't have the ability to just draw out of that cash when when prices drop, then I don't get the benefit of it. I don't get to really use it to to its potential. That's right, Dallas. And so, so what we do for our clients is we actually we, we package our own investment strategy up inside of their their superannuation fund. Uh, so, in in that in that example, the balance fund, uh, the mandate of that is that that it has to sell down proportionally. I take a hundred thousand dollars worth of income. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's that that doesn't suit me because yeah. it's actually selling yeah. seventy thousand dollars worth yeah. of my and and even if it companies even if it's less than that, even if they're, they're you know. Even if yeah. the proportion goes down, it, it's yeah. still the same concept where you're still yes. selling. Yes, yeah, so, so the majority of my income is still coming from the yeah. precise place that I didn't want it to come from. Yeah. Um, with our scenario, so um, we swing we swing that $100,000 to be drawn purely from the 30% yeah. that's in cash and fixed interest. Yeah. And when we're talking about that, we talked we talked to our clients about years of yeah. income that's that they actually have. Now, in this example... This person has a luxury uh, with $2 million. Uh, they have $1.4 million or 70% in growth assets. Yeah. Uh, they have 30% in yeah. in um, defensive assets, say a sum of $600,000. We would talk to that client about you have actually six years worth of income before yeah. we need to sell any of your growth assets. Say so we get a we get a, a deep and protracted downturn. Yeah. Um, we swing their $100,000 to coming out uh, purely from their from their uh, six hundred thousand dollars or thirty percent of yep. cash and fixed interest, remembering that hasn't fallen at all. It doesn't grow much yep. in the good times, but it hasn't fallen at all. And the job description of that money is not to make a big return, yep. but it's it's purely to manage yep. volatility, yep. deep and protracted volatility. Yep. 
Um, that, that buys six years worth of time in this example. Yep. Uh, until we need to top that up. So, so if the market stayed down and didn't recover for up to six years, yep. which is very unlikely, yeah. um, then 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 yeah, essentially they they have six years worth of income requirements that they've they've met there. And this ties into uh, uh, another recent podcast about money having a job description. The the, mm. the dangerous thing with a balanced fund is if you think of it as if you've got $2 million in retirement savings in a balanced fund, it's, it's like an organisation that has two employees who have the same, the same roles. You, you don't know who's doing what. Whereas I, I think of a, the balanced fund as a dual cab ute. <laughs> you hate a dual cab for, for the listeners, I, uh, there's probably a lot of dual cab drivers out there. I, I, just, I, I just think it doesn't know what it is. Is it a family car? <laughs> Or is it a ute? See, it's got a tiny yeah, I little... Like I feel like that's a terrible analogy because, <laughs> got... because a dual cab ute is literally for people who want both of those things. It's got a tiny little tray. Yeah. It can't fit as much in the yeah. tray as normal. Yeah. Um, yeah, like is it... What, what is it? So, <laughs> so it's an ugly looking thing. Um, so like... You're going to put everyone offside here. Yeah? There's people who own a dual cab ute for perfectly valid reasons. No, I, I think you... you, you, yeah, you so, so the balance fund for me is it doesn't know what it is. Yes. It doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, that's... So that, that's a, a great point as well there. I think that the other dangerous thing about a balanced fund in retirement is that if I've had that conversation about what is the point of my money and what is it that I'm actually looking to try and achieve and what is it that I need to do, and, and then I make a decision to go, right, I'm going to have 600000 of my retirement savings in, in cash and I'm going to have one point four in growth assets. I've had the conversation. I've had the thought process. I know what the, I know what the purpose of each of those things are. When when that volatility occurs, when those when those growth assets drop in price, I'm not surprised by that. I'm not I'm not caught unaware. Mm. Whereas, and we've touched on this many times, is that the theory there of going, oh well, I've got the growth assets that when they drop, I'll just draw out of the cash. If you don't know that that's what you hold, and you don't know that's why you mm. own it, when that volatility hits, you are you are far more likely to panic and and not just not just mm. not draw out of your your cash portion, but you actually are. At risk of panicking and selling and moving your growth assets into, you know, crystallizing that loss and, and actually panicking and selling out of your growth assets. So that's, I think, the other flaw with that is that, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know if you're in a balanced fund, that's that's sort of the, the makes my point for me is, is that if you don't know mm-hmm. how your superannuation is invested, it probably means you're in a balanced fund. And if you don't know how it's invested, and, and that means you are in a balanced fund. When when prices drop temporarily, you are far more at risk of of selling and 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 panicking and doing the wrong thing because you just you don't know what you own and you don't know why yeah. you own it basically. So that's I think another big flaw around having it in that balance fund is that it ties into that whole human thing of I don't. It's scary to make a decision, so I won't make a decision. But mm. if, if you don't, if you haven't done that, if you haven't done the work required to make an informed decision. You're far more at risk of panicking at that at that time as well. Absolutely. Uh, so it's it's flawed, in our opinion, for retirees who are actually drawing down on their income. Now it's also flawed for accumulators. Yeah. So people that are ten years away from retiring or fifteen years away from retiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I I want cash and fixed interest. If I'm fifty years of age, I want cash and fixed interest. Yeah. Um, I want accessible. Yeah. Accessible. Uh, in case I lose my job, yep. or in case I yep. uh, have a um, a family member that needs money for a medical yep. procedure or something like that, I yep. want I want that fallback money there yep. 
uh, in case I something breaks down and I have to repair it or fix it, um, in case termites eat you yeah. know, a whole bedroom out of my house. Yeah. Um, I want that money accessible now. To me, if if I have th- if I have that money inside my superannuation fund, what's the point of it? Yeah. So you know, I have I have I have to to, to me um, what I'm doing there is um, yeah, and to, to follow that example through, I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a member of a couple. We're age fifty. We have half a million dollars in superannuation, but thirty percent of that, so one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of that. Five hundred thousand dollar balance. Mm. It's not really working hard for me because it's in cash and fixed interest now. Yeah. Um, to me, that's useless. Yeah. Uh, because the whole point of having it is is if I need to dip into it, yeah. I can dip into it now. I can't dip into it for another for another ten years at least minimum because it's yeah. inside my superannuation fund. I've, the preservation I've, rules state yeah. that um, I can't access that money. Until I'm at least age sixty, and then I have to um, jump through a few hoops as yeah. well. Yeah. So, so uh, that money is completely useless mm. to me yeah. in cash and fixed interest inside that superannuation fund. Where it's useful potentially is to have it in my own bank account, yeah. or have it in an offset account against my mortgage or yeah, something, something like that. Right. Because, because, hey, it's 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 fit for purpose. Then yeah. it's fit for purpose. The pu- the whole point of it is to if I need it. And I need it in a hurry. I've got it, and it's and I know what it's worth. It's not going to drop. I've I've got a better analogy than you, dual cab ute one, mate. <laughs> so, because I'm, I'm I was still thinking about that as you're speaking. Going, Jesus, he's really rough on the dual cab utes. There is still a there's still a there's still a point of their existence. You you might aesthetically not like a dual cab ute, but but someone might just buy a dual cab ute, and and it can it can do a bit of a job that they might maybe need. A better analogy of of a balanced fund, um, I think is. And, and I, uh, I'll take the blame for this one. The Within our business, the, a while ago, I, I had this idea. And when I say I had this idea, it was actually my good mate, Mullet from the UK. G'day, Mullet, he, who's, who does some of our, our, our IT work. And he said... You've mentioned him before. Like, just give the, give the, give the <laughs> listeners a bit of a background. So, so what's his real name? His, what's his, his age? Name, what does he do? His real he, name is Andrew. Andrew is he's, he's a good... My best mate. He's, he's now in the UK thanks to, thanks to COVID. But he, he was living over here um, for a period of time and, and was sharing our office. And so he was our... Uh, unpaid IT consultant for quite a long time, and uh, yeah. so I, I can't talk too much about Mullet because I get sad that he doesn't get to be here in, <laughs> in Australia with us. And um, He's so the the, he, the reason I keep dropping his name is because he listens to the podcast occasionally. So, uh, but we we were looking at this a while ago, and when he was the amateur or the unpaid IT guy for us, and I think yeah. the main reason he had for us to do this was because he was sick of me ringing him in the middle of the night in UK time. But yeah. he said. What you need to do is sit down and do like an IT summary of of your organisation, and mm. and basically go, okay, well, this is how all these things flow together. This is what this is what the phone system is linked to. This is the mm. this is where you log in to update that or muck around with that. This is where our wi this is how the Wi Fi works. You know, if the Wi Fi is not working, you need to go and reset this router. If the if the server is not working, you need to go in and do this. You know, if OneDrive is not working, you need to go in and do this and do that. And so basically, every different uh, part of the IT ecosystem within our business, break it down so that you go. Everyone can then look at that and go, okay, well, if something's going wrong, where do I need to go to try and start the start the ball rolling on resolving it? So it was a great idea, and it and it was good in theory. But so we had this the other day where Kylie came in early one morning, and then I, I had an SOS message because I wasn't in the office yet, where 
she she couldn't the internet wasn't working so the which and her first thought was I'll go and look up the IT summary that Dallas had put together and find out what I need to do next step. The problem that I had there was that had only been saved on the system that you needed the internet to access. You the internet. So, so this is where I say that's a better analogy is because the theory was good that I, I, needed, I needed the IT summary. We needed the IT summary. So when things go wrong, that's what we go and get out. But we had it positioned in such a way that when things went wrong, we couldn't get to it. And, and so that's, I think, the analogy of your, your cash within your balance fund is that there's a purpose for it. It's, you know, separate to the issue of whether you should have six years worth of, worth of living expenses in cash. There's a purpose for having some, of your, some amount of your retirement savings in cash when you're retired. But the purpose is it's so, so that you can just draw from that when, when prices are down. Now, if you've got it all packaged up and, and you can't just get the cash portion out, it's like me having the IT summary tucked away on, and you can't actually access it when you need it. So maybe that's a better analogy. I've, I've tried to put all the dual cab ute uh, drivers back on side here by, by sticking up from. Not bad. <laughs> that's, that's all I'll say, not bad. <laughs> um, I think that's, uh, that's probably enough of us canning balanced funds. We've, we've talked about it previously, and, and like I say, there's a separate issue with, with balanced funds around around making those decisions about your investment strategy. That, that's that's a whole whole other kettle of fish. And if anyone's listened to this podcast for extended period, it's it's something, it's another decision to make. But this was really just to talk about the, the logistical issues of, of a balanced fund and, yeah, and what's not appropriate. Yeah, and what, and what I would say um, is have a look at what you're actually invested into. Mm. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's, not, it's not am I in Australian super or am yeah. I in uni super or whatever I am. Yeah. Have a look. At, at what the investment strategy is yeah. and um, we don't particularly like pie charts but in this case they're useful <laughs> so 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 look up on the yeah. super funds website yeah. okay yeah I'm in the balance fund yeah look up what percentage of of assets that they have in defensive in yeah. cash and fixed interest yeah um, and what percentage they have in growth assets yeah. um, go back to the podcast you know your, your money should have a job description yeah um, and listen to that yep. if you haven't listened to that already. And um, it, look, it's an it's an area that that people we see people needing help with yep. because the the default option or the inertia option is I'll just stay in this middle of a road mm. balance fund. Yeah. The problem with that that we see yeah, in that in that in that example, if you're fifty years of age. Hey, you've got one hundred and fifty thousand dollars sitting in cash, sitting in cash inside, inside yeah. your superannuation fund. That's not really working, especially in today's interest rates. Not 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 working hard for you at all. Yeah. Um, hey, if you're retired or on the cusp of retiring, the issue is that yeah. when that said um, great fear yeah. occurs next, when the markets fall yeah. by fifty yeah. percent, and my growth assets fall by fifty percent, hey, it's not it's not ticking the box there either because what's happening is yeah, okay. uh, it has to take. Seventy percent of my yep. my income, yeah, seven seventy thousand dollars. If I'm taking a hundred thousand dollars of income for that year, yeah, uh, it has to sell yep, down from those those companies that are the uh, certainly underpriced for that particular period of time. So, so it's one of those things. Um, get in contact with us if you'd like us to look over that and 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 have that high level conversation so that that. That first meeting that we have with everyone at no cost or obligation, 
is um, to actually have a look at what they what the percentage of mm. uh, lazy money yeah. that they have and what the percentage of growth money and where it's held, yes. where it's actually held, yeah. and um, is that fit for purpose in your scenario? Is that um, can you afford to have that much yeah. uh, in that percentage? Should you have that much yeah. in that that percentage split? Yeah. Um, Where's it owned? Like, yep. is it useless is it to you because you're age 50 yeah. and you can't get it yep. if you actually need it? Yep. So, um, all those discussions. Is it going to? Yep. Is it going to? Um, is the job description for that money going to be enough to get you to where you need to be, yep. and then carry that forward into your retirement? So, um, get in contact with us uh, if you'd like to have that conversation. We have a one hour, no cost or obligation Zoom meeting with you. Uh, podcast at mo50.com.au Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.